1: 2020 bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au Well the World Federation actually divides the world into nine geographic areas and in between our world assemblies which are held five years apart each of those nine geographic areas holds a seminar where the things that were learnt and discussed and planned at the World Assembly are brought down to the next level. So here in the South Pacific, we have seven units or seven countries that belong to the organisation. So this is our South Pacific Area Seminar with those seven countries all taking place.
0: So what are the seven countries and how does it all come together?
1: (laughs) Well, the seven countries are Australia and New Zealand and then Papua New Guinea, Solomon Islands, Fiji, Tonga and Samoa. And we rotate around the Pacific. Five years ago, we met in Tonga with some 500 women who attended. Normally, we put a limit on how many from each of our units, and because of our facilities here at Emmanuel College, it was 30 per unit who were allowed to come to the conference. So a local arrangements committee have, uh, have planned and sent out the invitations and uh, 30 women plus some extras as leaders from each unit have come uh, to be here at Emanuel for this, this week of, of sharing and learning and cultural
0: events. and It's just exciting because the Pacific women are exciting. What are some of the issues and discussions that have happened over the course of this South Pacific conference? Well, the world executive of the World
1: Federation looked at the eight Millennium development goals for this five-year period and each of the area leaders decided which ones were probably most relevant to their area and that they would be concentrated on. So here in the South Pacific, we've taken number two, which is universal primary education, and we've taken maternal health and we've taken environmental sustainability. So those are areas that the units have been working on, although many of them have worked in other areas as well. But they will are sharing the work that they've done and they're reporting on, on what they've done. Now, prior to the seminar as a whole, the unit leaders met with the area leaders and the four world officers who were here in what's called a Weaving Together program. This is the chance for us as World Officers to get to know the, our unit leaders and for them to get to know us, but also for us to educate them on the work of the World Federation and for them to share the work in their units. And that's where we've heard a lot of the reports on what's been doing on the Millennium Development Goals. Now, during the seminar, each country will have a slot where they will present the work of their women since we met in Tonga five years ago. That will include their MDG work and they'll also do a cultural demonstration. So
0: much singing and dancing, some few skits and a lot of laughing. What do you find is the most important part about a conference like this? It's a church-based conference. Uh, You come together as Christian women, but you're also looking at uh, some of the the big issues of the world. What do you think is the most important part of these sort of conferences?
1: I think as I've travelled the world, and this is the seventh of these area seminars that I've been to in my term of office, I think it's it's the fellowship together and it's hearing from each of the units as to what they're doing that is is really encouraging and builds up our own efforts. Some of the countries that report are small. Some of them are impoverished and yet It's amazing to hear the work that some of them are doing and that's a real encouragement and in a way a blessing to all the rest of us. When you come into the Pacific and they wear their faith so much on the outside, not just on the inside, it's a great joy and and really, really uplifting to, to hear them singing and praising and whatever work they've done on the Millennium Development Goals, they're all for giving the glory to
0: God in that work. When you look at uh, some of the different uh, aspects of coming together and and some of the different cultural differences, what are some of the things that you find, I guess, challenging firstly about the cultural differences, but also exciting? Well, here in the Pacific, I guess I'm fortunate because my
1: background is in the Pacific in that I've spent uh, 12 years initially as a missionary with the Methodist Church in Tonga, and then since 2005 I've been back as a volunteer into Tonga every year so Pacific culture and Pacific life and I've visited all the other Pacific countries is part of me so I don't find it so challenging coming into this into this seminar and I think because of the Pacific Islanders now living in Australia and New Zealand we in the church are so used to having uh, multi, f- multicultural uh, congregations, that it isn't such a shock to us. I think we're very accepting and very open um, to learning and, and being respectful of the different ways of doing things. So I don't find any real challenges here in the Pacific quite as much. Yes, there's the divide between those of us who are wealthy and those who are perhaps not so, but it doesn't seem to matter.
0: Do you find it interesting also to be able to find that common ground, despite the differences in wealth and, and I guess, living situation, you're gathering here in what some might say a fairly affluent sort of part of the world, but it all seems to be washed away simply by the understanding that you gather together as women of faith.
1: Yeah, and I think that's very true of the whole of the World Federation. No matter what area I, I visited, it's that it's that common faith that we have, and our common heritage through the Wesleyan tradition that holds us together. Uh, as you yourself, Matt, have seen when we took our photos a little while ago, it was Wesley that was the word we said instead of cheese. So there is far more that binds us together than that which which keeps us apart where our motto is to know Christ and to make him known the vision from the founder of our of our world sisterhood was that we would be exactly that a world sisterhood of support of, of growth together and encouraging each other and I think it's evident wherever we go into these area seminars
0: What are some of the stories that you've heard that really resonate with you about the way that uh, the women within your federation have come together not only for this conference but also as they share some of the work they're doing as an outpouring of their faith? It's been sometimes mind-blowing
1: to hear some of the stories. Uh, I go back to Banjul in the Gambia for the West African Area Seminar and women from Nigeria came to me and said, you know, Anne... We usually think each Sunday, should we go to church or not? Will it be our church that is the next one that's bombed? And then they look at me and this grin creeps over their face and they say, of course we'll go, nothing's going to stop us. And I think, wow, what faith. All I have to do is walk out my door, step in my car, drive to church. Nobody cares, nobody stops me. But these are stories of women who are putting their lives on the line um, for their faith and that's inspiring and then we heard stories of women from Myanmar where sadly the Methodist church split and the women said but we're friends we don't want to be split that's the men who did that that's the bishops who did that we are going to go home from this seminar and work to bring everybody back together again that's encouraging and inspiring and then you go to Latin America, and the church is on fire they 're quite Pentecostal in the in the expressions of their faith and boy that 's uplifting and and you see each country telling their stories and encouraging the other it 's just wonderful to be part of this worldwide sisterhood
0: what, what are some of the stories that Australia has been able to share from their context about the way that these women of faith are working to as you said, uh, know Christ and make Christ known?
1: Well, so far, Australia hasn't done its major report at this conference, but through the uh, report from the representative of the National UCAF Committee at the Weaving Together program, we've heard about individual synods doing different sorts of projects and they're, they're left to their own to do. But nationally, we've been working on a project called Who Is Your Neighbour?, and so that was launched at the national celebration in Perth last year. And so we've been looking at ways that we can reach out to our neighbours in our own streets, in our communities and through our multicultural church and then, of course, the projects that we work on, on overseas.
0: So I'm waiting to hear a bit more about what Australia is doing yet. So with this Who Is Your Neighbour project, what are some of the hopes that you have as as somebody who is in a major leadership role within this federation? What are some of the hopes you have for the way this Who Is Your Neighbour project plays out?
1: Well, I think first of all, it's, um, it's just that we open up to accepting different ways of doing things. I mean, already in worship here, we've seen some very different styles, different singing, different hymns, different traditions. But we're accepting because these are our neighbours. And then we go another step, and it's the projects where we're hearing where are the needs, how can we be neighbourly and help others. We had a presentation this morning from the Solomon Islands, and... A video from their flash flood in April, and you could just see the tears in people's eyes as they watched. Certainly, we, um, out of the Victorian Synod, sent a shipping container immediately of second-hand um, household items and clothing. So it's that
0: practical working out as well. Just finally, and where do you see the future of these sorts of gatherings and of the Federation of Women? Is it something that you hope will grow stronger or is it something that you're hoping will become more of a, an ecumenical, a, a combined churches, not just a uniting or Methodist church gathering?
1: I don't see it as becoming more ecumenical. I mean for me being a member of the uniting church I'm the first world president to come from a uniting church. It was only in 1996 that the name was changed from the World Federation of Methodist Women to include those uniting and uniting churches. So I think that is still at the heart of it that we have that Wesleyan tradition and I think It's so strong in many other countries of the world that I don't think that will go. But it's the strengthening at least of the bond. There are three and a half million members already in the organisation and I expect it to grow because the church is growing in South America and the church is growing enormously in Africa, all over Africa, and there are new... Methodist churches, at least growing through parts of Asia. Just had the East Asian seminar in Singapore and we had one woman from Cambodia. Methodist church is growing in Cambodia and that's exciting. So I think we will see growth what I'm particularly looking for is growth in the participation of our younger women and we have a scholarship fund called the Helen Kim Memorial Scholarship Fund and this honours the founder. Helen Kim was the first woman to graduate from university in Korea and in 1923 she had the vision for this world sisterhood that would work for peace and justice. And so to honour her, we have a scholarship whereby two young girls are chosen from each of our nine geographic areas. Uh, to come for a few days of leadership training prior to our World Assembly and then to participate in the World Assembly. And then we keep in touch with them and follow how they work through their faith and they become involved in the life of the church and in particular in areas of leadership with children's work and youth work and then later on um, as they grow. So we've had three... Um, lots of these uh, 18 students and three of them have been here. They've spoken to us at this seminar and they're wonderful women with great leadership skills and great passion for people and great passion and involvement in justice and that's what I'm hoping the organisation will do, that it will bring in more of the young women who catch the fire and, uh, and keep the whole idea of this organisation going.